Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie and I, we love the sport of CrossFit. We are 40 plus masters athletes who just love to watch the sport and want to let you know what's going on all the way from the open to the sanctionals to the CrossFit games. We also want to give you interviews with athletes, human interest stories, and things that will help you in your daily grind uh, as a CrossFit athlete. We also want to share our own struggles through our workouts, our nutrition plans, all the way to getting healthy and fit uh, for our family and friends. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, and please consider giving us a five-star rating. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. My name is Kat Shear, and I am your guest host today. We're going to be putting out a couple of these bonus episodes where we turn the tables, so to speak, and dive into the backgrounds and stories from folks you hear behind the mic every week. Today, I'm speaking with Amy Radowski. Amy is an original co-host of the podcast, and if you've been listening long enough, you may also know her as Just Amy, which Scott lovingly calls her on the episodes where it's just the two of them. She's a wife and a mother, a teacher, a CrossFit coach, and a CrossFit athlete and competitor. Um, Amy, welcome to your show. Hey, thanks. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Having some a little bit of sunshine, which is... Uh, great to bring to some of these gray Ohio quarantine days. So Certainly, certainly welcomed. So before we get started, um, I wanted to know, have you seen the Britney Spears stages of self-quarantine on Facebook? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, here we go. So there's this little nine square of all of these images of Britney. And we go from blonde and beautiful all the way down to, you know, beating an SUV with an, with a, an umbrella with her head shaved. Oh, the 2007 <laughs> Brittany. You got it. Yep. Exactly. So here we are a few weeks into the stay at home orders. I'm in Delaware. You said you're in Ohio. Where do you think you're sitting right about now on that scale of one to nine? I'm going to say hmm, maybe about 6.5. 6.5. I'm, I'm a solid six right now. And uh, if, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's Brittany with some dyed black hair. She hasn't quite shaved her head yet, but I think she might be smoking a cigarette and drinking uh, and eating some Cheetos. Oh, no. And prob yeah, and probably has a big gulp or something. So I'm with you right about there. It's a crazy times for sure, but, uh, you know, we're doing the best to make the most of it. Well, I haven't dyed my hair black yet, but, I mean, my grays are really starting to come through. It could happen. Uh, we're going to know everybody's natural hair color very yes. shortly. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, this is a great opportunity for me. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk to me. Um, we all love CrossFit. All our listeners obviously love CrossFit. You have a dog named Murph. Yep, right? I do. So you have clearly, you know, drank the Kool-Aid and are all bought in on that. But let's talk a little bit about um, Amy Radowski prior to CrossFit. Okay. So I had always been, I would say, an athlete growing up. Like I was always playing softball. Um, you know, my, I had two older sisters and so I kind of wanted to follow in their footsteps, whatever they were doing athletically. So, um, played softball for a while. Then, um, when I got into middle school, I started playing volleyball, was really into volleyball. And then I'll be honest, I would say, um, during my high school years that I started to have a little shift of my athleticism and focus more on my social aspects of life. 
That's high school. Yeah. That, that's for sure high school. Um, so I so I definitely you know turned on to that more of that social focus. Um, you know, still liked being um, athletic, but just I don't know, just had different priorities at that time. Um, and then I went to college, and then um, got married about two weeks after graduating college. So oh wow, young. Yeah, I was. We were really young. We got married when we were twenty two, and then we had kids when we were um, twenty four. So. Um, we had, you know, we were pretty young. So now my kids are 17 and 14. Um, so I think, you know, I just kind of fell into that mindset of just, you know, I needed to take care of everybody else. And I would not, you know, put my own health um, as a priority. And so I was always just worried about making sure, you know, the kids were taken care of, keeping the kids busy and just kind of let myself, I, I mean, I, I guess I could say let myself go, but I just, I wasn't making myself a priority as far as my health and fitness. And, and I had to, this turning point when I turned 30, which to me felt like, oh my gosh, I'm 30. Like I'm really an adult. Never mind the fact that I'm married and have two kids. That makes me an adult, but <laughs> right. something about turning 30 did. Um, and so I just remember feeling like I just didn't like the way I felt. I didn't like the way I looked and you know, I just didn't feel good. And I remember saying something to my husband about it. And he uh, so, so wonderfully now, I'll say, (laughs) told me the truth. (laughs) Um, And what I told him was, I'm just not feeling good. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. And he said, um, you know, I love you the way you are. But if if you're not happy, or you're not feeling good, nothing's going to change unless you make changes. Yeah. And yeah, and he was totally right on. And so I really, you know, I probably was pretty pissed at first when he said that. But then when I really thought about it, I was like, yeah, you know, it's that's true. Um, And so I started to um, think about and look at what I was eating. And then I started to just like walk, like walk in the neighborhood, walk with friends in the neighborhood. And then when I felt like, you know, that wasn't enough, I started to um, jump online and do some like online yoga classes. And then when I felt like I really just wanted to keep challenging myself, I got into um, running. And I remember like just going to like the local rec center and being like, I just want to be able to run for 30 minutes. And so I would just start doing these little intervals like, okay, I'll run for three minutes and then I'll walk for two. Um, and so I would just keep kind of focusing on that and, and in, then increasing those intervals until I was able to run um, for 30 minutes or so. And then I challenged myself to, okay, now I'm going to run my first race. And so I did a four miler. And then I would like keep signing up for these little tiny local races like that. Um, and then I, I, again, I wanted more of a challenge. And so I started um, doing half marathons. And then when that wasn't quite enough, I would do a marathon. And then after I did my first marathon, I was like, I'm never doing that again. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then did two more. Um, so, so the, the, yeah, so I really started to get into running. And then when I found CrossFit, um, I found through, um, our host, Scott Schweitzer, um, I knew his wife through our kids were in the same elementary school. And so his wife and I were part of this um, uh, mom's like bunko group, you know, kind of like a guy's poker night. It was moms could sit around and and have some wine and food and roll some dice and gossip. 
Okay. And she would tell me about, oh, you, you need to come to my gym, girl. You need to, I mean, we do wall balls. We do all kinds of crazy stuff. And so I, you know, I thought about it and considered it for a little bit. And then it, what was interesting is their next door neighbors owned the CrossFit gym. Oh wow! Okay. Okay, and then this the, this is gets even crazier. The their neighbors who own the CrossFit gym was also my daughter's second grade teacher. Cool. So you had all these connections and kind of didn't even realize it. Right. Yeah. And so really I, cool. I I started um, my first CrossFit class. I came and Scott was there, um, and it was a half Cindy. It was ten minutes of Cindy in max height box jumps. And I remember, um, Scott and I even shared a pull up bar, uh, for that part of the workout. And so, so that was my first class. And then I, I dabbled with, um, two days a week of CrossFit for a while. Mm -hmm. What's the name of the affiliate? Shred CrossFit. And that's where? In Plain City, Ohio. Got it. Okay. Shred CrossFit. Yeah. And so you were two days a week. And then I know everyone has this story where they go from that to unlimited in x amount of days yeah (laughs) how did how did that transition go for you so it took me a little bit because I was as you know always training for a race when I started and so I was just doing these two days a week because this was my mindset was that I didn't want CrossFit to interfere with my running training interesting uh okay so you were you were a runner through and through now Every time you've mentioned the word running, I sort of twitch a little bit because I am not a runner. It's way hard on my joints, and I've convinced myself that I can still be a really good athlete and never, ever run. (laughs) So just keep that in mind. Every time you say running, I sort of have this twitch. But I I admire you because the runner's high thing has always escaped me. So continue. (laughs) So, um, you know, I I, I had this perception that it was going to interfere, and so – um, you know, I would do a, ma- a half marathon race and then I'd sign up for um, another one for the next session. So, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't overtraining, but I, I just was hyper-focused on, you know, kind of training for sure. that. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, um, you know, my coach kind of just kept making comments on, well, you know, you could do more CrossFit and maybe less running, like, and mm. you, and still train. And I was like, whatever. Uh, but I did. So I, I went to three days a week. And when I started at three days a week, then I really noticed a big difference um, just in the way my body moved, the way my body composition was changing in positive ways. And so I did. So I was then maybe at three days a week or, or maybe sneaking in four days a week um, and training for these races. And I was running a lot less and I was still PRing my races. And then Fast forward a little bit. Um, I'm mo- I'm all in on the CrossFit, and I dabble now in running. I would say. So you were a runner that CrossFitted, and now you're a CrossFitter who runs. Yeah, yeah. Love it, yeah. love it. I will, I will never be either of those. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Cool. All right. So that's how you kind of got started. Um, yeah. Uh, tell me, what do you do for a living? So my main job is I am a co-director of a preschool. So it's a part-time preschool program. And um, that's my main job. Then I also coach CrossFit. Okay. What led you from being the class participant to wanting to to coach? So I think I am naturally um, just a teacher. I mean, it's, it is mm-hmm. my profession, but I'm naturally teaching and naturally wanting to share knowledge. And so um, 
there had been, um, I want to say there was, I think, three coaches at the time. And our coaching, coaching staff had noticed, you know, our, we're growing as a gym and they wanted to bring on another coach and they wanted to bring on a female coach. And they asked me if I would be interested and I absolutely was interested and had already thought about it on my own, but was pretty excited that they had asked me and um, if I was interested. And, and uh, Scott and I um, went in to do our level one and we also went our the owner came and did his level one. He needed to renew, so he came and did the level one with us, even though he could have moved to a level two. He wanted to do it with um, gotcha. the coaching staff. Uh-huh. Okay. How would you think about the level one? Well, so my all-time favorite athlete, Julie Fouché, was mm-hmm. one of the instructors. So that, very was, cool. that was very cool. Um, and- how, how long had you been doing CrossFit prior to you getting your level one? Uh, probably three years. Okay. So you were well into it. You knew, you knew a lot of the environment. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but it was even, it was the Julie Fouché wearing a boot because it was right after the, <gasps> was it? Yes. Okay. It, it was, I think yeah. the regionals were in May that year and my level one was in July. So, mm-hmm. but it was so funny because when, um, Scott and I rode together to go there and I jokingly said, what if Julie would be there? You know? And he's like, whatever. And, and we're, <laughs> and we're sitting there in rogue and he, he was like, Oh my God. He's like, she's here. And my mouth literally just dropped. Um, oh, very cool. And she, yeah, she couldn't have been cooler. So, well, she's also, she's one of the original, um, models for all the movements, right? right. CrossFit.com. Yeah. So she and James Hobart are just like godlike when it comes to movement. Um, so I can imagine, you know, her being, her teaching that it would be something else. Yeah, it, it was really cool. And I will say the other thing about the, the level one class, I'm telling you what, that was one of the hardest tests I've ever taken. I mean, the, the written, the written part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never like I, that whole week waiting to find out if I passed. I mean, I was just, my stomach was in knots the whole time. I was like, I thought I knew what I was doing. And then when I got into that test, I was like, okay, there could be a couple of options. I think I know what they want, but maybe they really want this other thing. And uh, Yeah, they don't, they don't mess around. I and mean, we, you and I, we've taken the judges course before too. So we, we know <laughs> somebody, whoever's developing that curriculum, they really know how to stump you for sure. And, and I love how they say, we're not trying to stump you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to know right. if you try. Exactly. The others are super hard. Okay. So you get your level one, you Mm -hmm. come back. What's the process for you starting to take, starting to coach classes and, and do all that? Yeah. So I shadowed a lot. So our owner, Marcus, um, you know, really wanted to make sure that we felt comfortable, um, with classroom management and, and, you know, movements and correcting. And I always felt just being a teacher, I felt very comfortable commanding a class. So, that to me felt very natural, even if I'm standing up in front of people to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part felt natural to me um, and just kind of classroom management. So that was okay. But what I really needed and wanted from that process was really to just observe and see the correcting. So seeing for me the, the movements and where they needed to change was great. But for me, I always, and I think it's still my weakness, still something I'm always growing on is the the using the right cues for people and so i think that that observing other coaches is a great tool 
So, mm-hmm. so that's how we started was observing some classes and then I would kind of co-coach some classes and then he would, um, observe me coaching some classes and then give me some feedback. And then when our gym is open, not during these crazy quarantine times, um, <laughs> that's one of the things that actually the owner does is he'll just do a random observation and, It's so great, but also so nerve wracking at the same time, because I feel very comfortable and competent with what I'm doing. But when somebody's following you around with a clipboard and listening, it can be quite intimidating. Oh, I can imagine. Was it a tough transition from you going from member to coach within, you know, the environment? No, it wasn't. And I think it's because I think some of the athletes already kind of viewed me as a leader in the Mm -hmm. community anyways and so I I I never felt that oh I have to listen to her or you know I never had Mm -hmm. any of that so it felt pretty natural to me okay and how about how about with guy athletes I know as a female coach um, I struggle sometimes with some of the men who are maybe more advanced than me or, or stronger than me and things like that being able to accept cues yeah any uh any any tips on how to deal with that oh any tips well, I think it with, or, with, yeah, with any kind of coaching, I think it's all about the relationships. I think that you have to be able to build um, relationships. It's easier to take a cue or to take feedback from somebody that um, knows a little bit about you. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that, you know, of course, there, there's going to be times, that, you know, especially when there's drop-ins and stuff, you haven't had the opportunity to necessarily build those relationships. But I do think that with our with our current members or with new members that come on that I really spend a lot of time building relationships so that they will feel more comfortable knowing that I'm giving them feedback or cue to help them move better not because I'm kind of trying to tweak them or you know tease them or anything like that mm-hmm. um yeah you know I've had a few athletes when I've you know said okay we're gonna do handstand push-ups today let me go over the modifications and people have said no I'm just gonna do it you know and I'm like Okay, well, have have you ever have you ever been inverted before? No, but I think I'll be okay. You know, so there's some of those where you have to be like, okay, no. As a coach, I'm telling you, no. Like, right, you're not going to do that today, okay? Have you ever have you ever had to take weight off of anybody's I have. barbell? I have in the middle of a workout. I have. Yeah, yeah, um, that's super fun. Yeah, um, I've mostly that goes okay, but I've also mm-hmm. on on the side note or on the flip side, I've also loved the opportunity of adding weight. To, to people's mm. bar mm-hmm. um or I'll come over and just place the, the next size kettlebell next to them and say those look so great guess what mm-hmm. you're ready for this one very cool yeah, yeah. and and I love How- it. I love that with the with the female co- with the female athletes especially that I think that sometimes I know where I can push them because I, I don't know I just I, I think it's just I, I kind of just can gauge where I can push them where I think maybe some of the other male coaches might feel intimidated about pushing some of the female athletes. Mm, and so yeah. I, I think that that's where it provides kind of a nice balance on the coaching staff. And, and I love it when I'll get um, a text or, or a message later from some of those female athletes saying, thank you so much for pushing me on that. I really need somebody to push me. Oh, um, great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting angle. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Um, I know when I started coaching, um, I stopped being coached. Yeah. And that was um, a real struggle for me for a while. Um, Has that, have you experienced that or um, how do you, how do you sort of deal with that piece of it? Cause I know, you know, we're athletes too and we want to get better. And I feel like as soon as you put that coach hat on, 
no matter where you are, if you're taking classes in your box, For people sure. kind of forget about you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've definitely experienced that. I, I would, but what's different now, definitely now I'm not, I'm not getting coached as much, but the reason is, is because um, I'll coach a class and then I stay by myself and work out. So there's, there's nobody ah. necessarily there. Yeah. Um, and that's just because of that's the way my schedule, I love to be a part of the class and join the classes when I can. But if I coach a five and 6am class, you know, I'll hit a workout at seven and then get to work. So there's just not a class at seven. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I, I noticed that kind of at first, you know, I was kind of just missing out on some coaching. Um, and I know that if I ask for it, or if I specifically say, Hey, I need you to watch this, I need some tips on this, I'm struggling with this, I will get it. Um, mm-hmm. b- but I did struggle with that at, at, at some parts. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, as coaches, that's one of the biggest things that we go through and it, it doesn't matter, you know, how great your box is or anything like that. It just, yeah. it's just a natural thing. I find myself doing it as well when I coach other coaches, yes. you know, I sort of give them a pass and yeah. I'm very conscientious at times to not do that and make sure that, you know, they're getting something out of that class experience too. But yeah, you're right. It's hard yeah, sometimes I agree. to do and that. I've, I've noticed um, that sometimes coaches are a lot less coachable. Mm, sometimes. Some yeah. of them. Yeah, some of them. That's <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. yeah, for sure. The dynamic coach on coach dynamic can, can be very squirrely sometimes, for sure. That's right. So you, you talked a little bit about seeing and cueing. So I'm guessing you've taken your level two. I have. I took my level two about, about a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you'd been coaching how long prior to deciding to do that? That, maybe three and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah. I know there's a big range of, of how long you've been coaching when you get to that level. So yeah. how was that? Was that nerve wracking? Like, I know for me, when I did that, I felt like the worst coach in the world leaving there. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely felt like I asked myself, I was like, do I even CrossFit? I mean, I don't think I know anything. <laughs> Um, but a a couple of great takeaways that I had was I loved though, that it was a lot more intimate than the level one. So maybe at my level one where it felt like, I I mean, I don't know, I can't, maybe it was like 80 people. I don't know if that's right, but I felt like my, I mean, my level two, there was like 20 of us. Yeah. And so it was much more intimate. Another great positive was one of the seminar staff that I had in my level one was also my level two. So I immediately felt kind of oh, great. more calm with that because mm-hmm. um, I knew him um, and, you know, had experienced that before. Um, and, and I got, I, I mean, I w- wanted to go there with an open mind. I needed help and I needed growth with seeing and correcting or with, yeah. with the cueing. And so I, I really went with an open mind and it was, it was hard at times for sure. Um, and again, that darn test was so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but it, I mean, it was a great experience and I definitely got, you know, so much out of it. I think, I think it's much for me, it was the most valuable thing at the time because, you know, I had, you know, I could have retaken my level one, but I was ready for something more. And I really felt like I got much more content out of level two. Yeah. I mean, that, that level two is really geared towards coaches and the level one could almost be you know, something just for people that want to know more about CrossFit, right. even it's who just... don't even need to be a coach. It's like the foundations. Yes. CrossFit yeah. 101. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really cool. I, when I took my level two, it was prior to the test. So I haven't, so I haven't had to experience that, but I am, I'm, well, I'm supposed to go back in May. It's probably not going to happen, but I'm supposed to go back um, at some point this year and, and take it again. 
because okay. um, I'm curious to see how the curriculum's changed and you know, assuming I pass the test again, they'll let me keep all my levels right. <laughs> intact. I don't know how that will work, but uh, yeah, that was a really, really fun class. And I just recently did a day of the coaches development too, which was basically another level too, just all by yourself. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you what was most nerve wracking was coaching athletes you didn't know. Oh, like yeah. that is really hard. When yeah. you think about you know, everything that goes into the cues that you do give the people that you coach every day. Yeah. Um, now you have to give cues to people you've never met before. You have no background. Half the time you forget what their name is. Yes. So, so you can't even address them properly. You have to like get right in their face and say something. Um, super nerve wracking. But again, just a real good exercise in, you know, coaching and, yeah. and, and getting better. So if you ever have a chance to do that, I highly, highly recommend it. That's awesome. Um, they, have, they have some good opportunities there. Um, okay, so you're coaching, you yeah. are cruising through here. Now you've got a little bit of this competitive spirit coming through. So let's talk about the fun part of CrossFit, um, getting to compete. Okay. Well, I want to, I, my very first competition I did was a team competition, and it was a it was a three person um, team, and it was like in the middle of the summer, and it was at this like outdoor volleyball court. So Ooh. it was, we call it, it was battle of the beaches. So it was really just beach or sand on a volleyball court, but, um, and then on some concrete section, but it was, it was really awesome. So it was me and um, two other girls at the gym from the gym at the time. And we were all, you know, kind of competitive and eager and hungry for, for something. So because it was our first competition, we said, you know, we better go scaled, you know, we're all kind of newer to this. Let's sure. go scaled. So uh, we went scaled and we won. So <laughs> it was really lit the, nice. the fire. Yeah. You're about, you're about a thousand. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so then I, you know, looked into some other competitions um, there. I did a few individual competitions, um, just did the first one scaled um, again. It was great. Took home a first place win. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and then. Uh, mostly though have focused on team competitions that for me, I just enjoy that piece a lot more. I like just that it, it feels for me, it feels like less pressure, which I know, you know, might sound confusing because of course I have t teammates that are relying on me, but for me, I feel a little less internal pressure, um, and just love the opportunity and the fun part of, of competing with friends or competing with other, you know, great athletes. And you, and you get to rest yes. a little bit. I mean, my favorite <laughs> Who wads, doesn't love that? My favorite wads are the ones with built-in rest. I mean, I'm just... Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And so you're you're a master's athlete now, correct? Um, I baby master's, we call you? Baby master's, yes. I'm, I'm okay. 41. So um, my first open, I think the first open I did was in 2014. And so um, yeah, I've done the open every year since. So... Okay. Um, just because we also at the gym, we make it a big deal to, to do the open week. You know, it's like our Super Bowl of, mm. of the sport. And so it's always been a great community event. And so, you know, that also that's that would be my individual competition. That's where I can feed that kind of um, but in the safety, I would say, of my own gym. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have um, some favorite movements or some goats that you want to oh, chat about? Well, favorite ones. I love gymnastics. I love um, pull-ups. Um, I love bar muscle-ups. I love handstand push-ups, you know, any push, you know, any kind of pushing, pulling body weight kind of movements I love. Okay. Um, 
okay, except there's, I've had one goat for like four years and it's ring muscle-ups. I mean, I have the ring dips, I have an awesome kip and I have the transition, but not together. (laughs) So, Mm, okay. So it's something I've, I've been working on and, and that, and then another kind of goat, I would say, I don't love anything barbell wise overhead. I mean, I'll do it obviously, but you know, like you know, I don't love, um, so Grace is not your favorite, Nancy. Um, no, I love Nancy. I love overhead okay. squats. I, I should say. Okay. Um, I think it's more like just pressing weights over my head. I just get a little okay. nervous about, but I love, um, overhead squats, any kind of squatting movements with the barbell too. So. Awesome. Yeah. So pretty, pretty well-rounded there. What's, uh, what's on the horizon for you in terms of competitions at this point? Ooh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah any well assuming they they happen right. did you have any plans that got canceled let's put it that way so I didn't have anything necessary no I don't have anything that got canceled right now uh, the closest okay. thing that got can- almost got canceled was the Arnold this year we had put together oh, yeah. a six-person team and I was really excited about it because it was a really strong team and admittedly you know I, I have no problems admitting this I was the weakest link on that team um but the week, so that was the first week of, um, first weekend in March. And that was right when things were starting to get a little bit scary as far as the, um, the COVID-19. And so they, you know, had gone through the canceling and bringing back on. And so we kind of had whiplash that week, not knowing if we were going to be able to compete. Um, mm-hmm. And so finally they, they did allow us to compete, but with no spectators. And that was one of the hardest physically competitions that I've ever done. Um, but it was fantastic. I mean, and we took second, so I mean, can't, can't complain. Oh, great. Yeah. And what I loved about the teams, it was almost, I was said, we should have gotten an award for like millennials to masters because we had two 40 year olds, two 30 year olds, and then two 20 year olds on our team. So, Oh, that's very cool. Was everyone from your affiliate? Um, yes. Well, one is a college student. Um, so kind of just comes in when she's in town. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Any, uh, any exciting events there that are remarkable? Well, did you hear about my round the world toes doings? Oh no, let's hear about that. (laughs) Oh, I think, I think I remember you guys talking about this on a podcast, but you know, enlighten us. Okay. So it was this one part (laughs) where it was the, the three girls on the team had to go and do the wad. And it was, I think it was like 20 toes to ring, 15 bar over burpees, and then 10, you know, overhead squats or something. And so we had a great plan of how to break it up and all that. And it was my turn to, to jump up onto the rings. And I needed a little bit of help, like the little um, cushion to, to jump up on the rings. And mm-hmm. just in the fluster of competing and having some of those nerves, um, I jumped off of that, off of an angle instead of just placing it right underneath the rings. I, you know, I kind of just ah, jumped sideways. Okay. Yeah. And so I could never regain, I could never gain total control. <laughs> oh no. So you're kind of going like sideways yes, diagonal? Yes, but my oh. reps were counting. I just, <laughs> so okay. I, I just kept going. And they, when I, you know, finally came down, they were like, you were like a spider monkey out there. And I was like, well, I didn't want to waste time. Also, if my reps were counting. So finally, we had our coach out there, and he's like, Amy, move the mat under the rings. And I was like, duh, of course. What a concept. Right. Oh, and no one has any awkward video of it because there was no one there to watch. I know. Mm. know. 
That would have been cool. Yeah. Would have been cool. Awesome. So let's talk about this podcast. Okay, let's talk about it. You're you're getting, you know, quite the reputation, just Amy, (laughs) as being, you know, sort of this super intelligent, witty lady on on this cast of men talking about CrossFit and things. How did that all come about? So Scott and I and Charlie and, you know, some groups of friends would always be, you know, kind of on these text strings talking about, just talking about CrossFit. And... Um, you know, we'd watch the games together and then, you know, comment on it. And, and Scott had this idea is like, I think I want to do a podcast. And he was like, Hey, Amy and Charlie, you want to do it? And we were like, yeah, you know, cool. I'll talk. You know, I don't mind talking. And so it just kind of started off with the three of us talking. And then, you know, Scott's done this amazing job of reaching out and, and finding athletes and, and interest stories of people that would be willing to talk to us. And that has been so cool. Just the opportunity to be able to speak with people, um, get to know their stories, you know, outside of CrossFit, but, but then, you know, to be able to share in this awesomeness that is CrossFit with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cool opportunity. And you, you guys, like I've told Scott this before, you guys do a great job of sort of teasing out some details that, you know, aren't already known. And, you know, we, as, CrossFit nerds listen to every podcast and see every article that's written and sort of know a lot about these folks anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's nice when they come on, you guys, you know, hit, hit some things that not everybody's asking, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's really, it's, it's been really fun and people have been so open and willing with their time that um, I'm really thankful for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what, uh, what's your life like now, aside from, you know, let's pretend like we're actually at the gym and doing normal things, yeah. you know, do you have any, any things coming up on the horizon that you want to talk about or any goals, goals out there that we're shooting for? I mean, always the goal is muscle ups. I mean, that's just, okay. that's just my, I would say that's just my kind of goal, um, mm-hmm. as far as movements, but really, I mean, I just want to continue to move well and feel good. I mean, um, if I get getting stronger is fantastic. If I PR, that's great. But really my goal is I want to be doing this for a long time and I want to continue to enjoy this. And so, um, I'm somebody that I feel like I'm pretty self-motivated and and pretty internally motivated. So, um, I, I love, you know, kind of closing my eyes and doing hard work. I, I love that aspect of CrossFit, but I also love to be able to do that with my community and giggle and laugh. And, and I'm known as the coach that will just dance in the middle of e-moms at, in our class. But um, I just want to have a good time and just, and like I said, just move well and um, feel well for, um, for my life. Really. Yeah, that's great. Well, and, and I look forward to hearing snippets every week when you guys uh go live and and talk to folks and hear what's going on i like everybody's training updates and and keeping up with everyone so that's been a lot of fun yeah the 40 plus Um, club's been lacking lately so that's pretty uh, yeah you guys gotta (laughs) gotta get in there yeah hey um before we close out here i just want to ask you some some silly questions just to get us in a different mood here so um aside from this podcast obviously do you have a favorite that you listen to the most so i love true crime and so oh, good. And I was going to, I was hoping it was going to be non-CrossFit related. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. So I love true crime stuff. So I actually love um, the podcast uh, crime junkie. And so each week they kind of talk about a new, yeah, I mean, a murder or, <laughs> you know, a disappeared kind of case, but I, I kind of like um, just kind of hearing the stories and, and 
the work that police do and, and detectives do. So I've always kind of just been fascinated with that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dream guest for the Clydesdale oh. CrossFitter and friends. Kat, I've been trying to start a campaign about this, but Con Porter is, he is number one on my list to get on here. Um, not only do I just have a crush on him. He's um, pretty yummy. Yeah. 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 I have a crush on him, but I'm also, um, I love that he is a spokesperson um, about mental health. I think that that is really important that he's so raw and open about that. Um, and especially being a male, I think that's really important. Um, yeah. Being at the preschool I'm at, we are a play-based preschool. And so I love that he always talks about play and that his gym is CrossFit play. So I feel like it's kind of destined that I need to talk to him. So he's number one on my list. All right. So Con Porter, if you're listening, um, you know, have your people call our people That's right. and, uh, and get on here post haste. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I would love for him to be on too. I'm a huge fan for all the same reasons. So yes. that would be awesome. Um, favorite time to work out time of the day. Okay. If life, um, could be, you know, I was retired and could do anything. I would say 10 AM. I can sleep in, wake up, get ready, work out. 10 AM would be okay. perfect what's reality for you? I'm usually a 7 a.m. kind of person. Um, typically uh, 7, maybe 6 a.m. Uh, sometimes I'll hit the afternoon classes. It just kind of depends on um, my coaching schedule. And if I'm there, you know, I try not to be there, come back twice just because I actually do live about 25 minutes away okay. from the gym. Okay. So if I'm there, I just want to kind of coach and get my workouts in. So that kind of depends on my coaching schedule. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, very important question. Muscle tank or racerback tank? Oh, what if it's a muscle crop? Oh, look at you. Muscle with the crop. There you we threw go. me a curveball yeah. there. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I'm a, I'm a fan of the high neck, I will say. Okay. Not, yeah. not quite confident with the crop yet, but it's, it's happening. Okay. Um, shorts or leggings? Oh, leggings. Leggings. Do you have a favorite brand? I wear, not really. I mean, uh, mostly what I wear, I'll say, is when I just go to Marshalls and buy whatever is at Marshalls or TJ Maxx. Good for you. But yeah. I do, being a teacher, sometimes we'll get gift cards. And I will say, I mean, the athleta pants feel like butter when I put them on. Yeah, they're, they're quite nice, yes. for sure. Yeah. You know, we get a discount there, too, I right? Do. I do, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. In person, not online. I learned that the hard way. Yes, yes. But yes. Okay. Um, and I've started um, a little, well, I don't know if I started it, but I've been doing it, this uh, hashtag Rona silver lining. Ooh. So give me something, yep. you know, in this, in the midst of this COVID-19 that's sort of, uh, you would consider to be silver lining. Yeah, I think for sure, I'm loving that my teenagers are home, that I'm getting to spend, you know, quality time, you know, we're making dinner together, our conversations, we're playing games together. Um, I'm loving that piece of it and the other silver lining is i i've met more neighbors in the 10 years i've lived here than before i mean obviously we're not you know congregating together but just seeing more neighbors walking past and walking their dogs um and i've just seen this community come together and i and i find that to be just pretty uplifting during this time yeah i love it it's, it's a it's a weird i call it the weirdness the weird spring of 2020 yeah um and and it's it's real nice to hear some positives about it because you, know, you turn on the tv or you go on social media and everyone's just complaining so that's great yeah. um awesome well i think i think we'll end here um i really appreciate your time 
um, thanks for thanks for sharing all your backstory with us, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again every week. And um, I will just say thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Please, if you liked what you just heard, hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.